Hello, and welcome to the Ground and Grow podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Estenson-Williams. I'm a Minnesota-based marriage and family therapist, yoga teacher, and I create mental health content to help you ground and grow. I hope you enjoy this episode. Now let's begin. So a couple weeks ago in the last podcast episode, I talked about attachment trauma, otherwise known as complex trauma or sometimes relational trauma. Um, So if you haven't listened to that episode yet and you're unfamiliar with attachment or complex trauma, you might want to check that out first just to get a little more information on what that kind of trauma is, because today I'll be talking about resources that we can connect to in healing these different attachment wounds. Um, And I think one thing that's really important to note is that we can do healing for this at any point in our life. It's super valid to feel discouraged about this, right? You may have had a lifetime of these attachment wounds being front and center in your experience, and it can feel really overwhelming to try to unlearn that. And it's really normal to sometimes question if we can do the healing that we need around it, if we can get to the place that we want to get to. And I can assure you that you can get there, right? And it's not easy. It takes a lot of work and it is often really uncomfortable and painful work, but there is room for healing, right? So again, this is my like main area in therapy that I love working in is is these attachment wounds and attachment trauma. And so I see a lot of clients make a ton of amazing, mind-blowing progress in these areas. Um, And so if you're feeling discouraged, It's okay to feel that, and I hope you can also hold space for this room for growth that there is for you. Um, And I think the first recommendation that I will make for working on our attachment wounds is going to be therapy, right? (laughs) Which, you know, is probably an obvious recommendation coming from a therapist, But I think therapy is so, so helpful and so important in this. Having a space where we can process this with a professional who has experience with either trauma or attachment work, it's going to be huge and it's going to make a really big difference. Um, And this is because, right, like sometimes we feel like we can process this with our partner or family member or friend. And while I think that is helpful, and I'll talk about that a little bit later too, of like having a great support system, um, sometimes it gets a little tricky too because they might have kind of their own attachment stuff with us. They might have their different roles um, or perspectives or biases or whatever that might make it hard for them to be this secure base for us. So when we are working on healing these attachment wounds, we want to be processing that with someone who's going to be grounded and that secure base so that we're not dealing with their stuff as we're working on our own. And that is your therapist's role. 
um, to be that secure base. It doesn't mean that they've got all their stuff together necessarily. It doesn't mean that they're like fully securely attached in their world or anything, but their job as a therapist is to be grounded, is to be secure in that relationship with you, right? So they are holding space for you. They're checking themselves. They're processing the things that they need to do outside of those sessions so that they can be present with you. And from my perspective, working with a therapist who is going to be skillful in this relational aspect, um, I think makes a really big difference too. So there's a lot of different types of therapists out there. And so if you are looking to work with a therapist for some attachment work, I'd recommend looking for a therapist who talks about working from a relational standpoint, right? Working from a human first standpoint, rather than a therapist who's kind of more like, hey, I'm the expert on these skills and in session, I'm going to like write notes and give you, um, you know, lots of just skills and recommendations and all of that stuff. And I'm not saying that that is necessarily bad, but I do think that having space to process like the therapeutic relationship in the moment and get to feel really like connected with your therapist is really helpful because then there's this practice of a healthy attachment that you have. If you can build trust and comfort and security in your relationship with your therapist, those are great skills that you can then practice outside of the therapy space too. And I'm not saying that your therapist should be your friend, and I'm not saying that you should have to be dependent on that secure relationship with your therapist forever or anything like that, but more so using the therapy space as a space to practice these attachment skills that you're working on. And that is a long process. It's not like a, you know, do it in three sessions kind of process, so I'll let you know now that a lot of times attachment work in therapy is a long process um, because you're probably unlearning years and years and years of different messages that come from these wounds. And, and so it takes time. And I think working with a therapist that you can feel trust and comfort in is really helpful um, in, in any situation. But I think especially when you're working on attachment stuff, um, feeling like you can have that healthy attachment with your therapist eventually, right? You, you don't have to start off there, but to build up to that. Um, from my perspective, from my therapeutic stance, I think is a helpful thing. So yeah, if you're looking for a therapist for this, look for someone or, or ask them an initial consultation about their experience with attachment work, about their experience with trauma work about how they show up in the therapy space to make sure that it feels comfortable for you. Um, and in previous episodes and on my Instagram and all of that, I recently talked about how it's normal for therapy to feel uncomfortable, right? So there's a little difference between like, oh yeah, therapy is uncomfortable. Doing attachment work is of course uncomfortable, but having that potential to build up trust and comfort in your therapist. Um, even through the uncomfortable stuff. I hope that makes sense. The next thing that I think is really helpful to do in attachment work is boundary work. Um, 
that kind of goes without saying, right? Like it, it is so integral to our attachment and how we relate to others um, is our boundaries, what we allow in our relationships. Um, and I think this is really helpful to practice in therapy so you can have, you know, a, a therapist help you navigate some of these boundaries and give you some support around it. Because if boundary work is pretty new for you, um, it can feel really uncomfortable. It can feel really confusing, super complicated. So having a support help you through the boundary work, um, I think is really helpful. But here, you know, it's going to be learning, okay, what boundaries do I really need in my relationships? And this might look like, hey, do I need to shift the boundaries that I have with, you know, past attachment figures, right? So for some people, like if you have a lot of attachment wounds with parents or caregivers in adulthood, you might say, oh, I need to have some different boundaries with them, right? Or I might need to have some tough conversations and maybe they're going to hear that and, um, you know, respond to that really well and do their own healing and join me in that. And that's wonderful. And maybe they're not going to fully hear it because maybe they have a lot of unlearning of their own to do and maybe they're not quite ready to join me in that. And so I might need some different boundaries. I might need to show up in those relationships a little bit differently. And that's really, really hard work and I think makes a really, really big difference because when we have attachment wounds, we tend to show up in our relationships in ways that maybe doesn't feel fully authentic to us, right? That we might be interacting in our relationships from our trauma wounds, right? From these attachment wounds rather than from our authentic selves and and what we um, really value in relationships. And so if we are going to continue acting in that way in our relationships, we're just reinforcing those wounds. Um, it's not something bad that we're doing. It's a normal response to experiencing any kind of trauma or wounding. Um, but essentially we're working on unlearning those patterns and showing up in our relationships in different ways. And that might start with the people who are connected to where those wounds come from. Um, and like I said, in my last episode, the people that are you know, maybe related to our attachment wounds aren't necessarily villains. They're not necessarily bad people or anything like that. Um, in fact, they might be really, really good, wonderful people that you love and deeply care about. Um, and they might have some of their own wounding and healing to do. And even with the healthiest people, we need boundaries, right? We are allowed to have boundaries because each person is unique. Right. And so when we can look at what do I need in a relationship rather than, hey, what does this other person need and how can I give them exactly what they need? We shift it to ourselves and say, okay, how do I want to show up in my relationships and what do I feel comfortable accepting in my relationships? These are the boundaries that we can hold. And these reinforce our healing. Right. So if you're, you know, processing this in therapy or processing this on your own, right? There are going to be some healthier, more secure messages that you're trying to bring in and reinforce for yourself about how you want to show up in relationships, about how you want to feel in relationships. And so your job is to honor your boundaries. 
This is really hard work because sometimes we'll communicate boundaries and they will be well received and there might be room for like growth in the relationship and healing and that is like a best case scenario and really wonderful when it happens. But to know that the goal of our boundary, like it is just for us, right? It is for us to potentially express hey, I'm okay with this behavior and this is how I'll respond to it and I'm not okay with this behavior and this is how I will respond to it. So we're letting people know how we are going to respond to different kinds of interactions. And then we follow through and we do that response. So if we let people know, hey, I'm not okay with X, Y, or Z, we follow through by honoring our boundaries or giving ourselves the space we need from a relationship when X, Y, or Z happens, right? So our boundaries are for us. Sometimes they allow a lot of room for growth in a relationship and change and transformation. And sometimes it's just for us, right? And that relationship with ourself and how we honor that. So boundary work, huge. So if you are working on attachment stuff, you are working on boundaries. And I'll validate (laughs) Boundaries are hard to work on. They're really tough. And I don't expect this episode to like give you all that you need for the boundary work, but more of a launching point of like, okay, now I want to dig into boundaries a little bit more. I'm going to process this with my therapist some more. The next piece, and it's kind of connected to the boundary work stuff, is by really looking at our relationships and building up our supportive relationships. So those might be people that we already have in our life, and we might be saying, hey, I want to become a little bit closer with this person, or I'm going to practice being a little bit more open with this person. Or maybe even, hey, these are some new messages that I'm trying to bring in in my relationships, and this feels like a really safe and secure person, so I'm going to practice it with them, right? Because they're more likely to reinforce and, and support that as well. So wonderful if you have those people in your life already, connect to them. Connect to the people that are going to support your goals, that are going to respect your boundaries, that are going to honor what you need in relationships where it can feel really reciprocal in that way, this give and take, this beautiful give and take. Um, And sometimes you might not have a lot of these people in your life already, right? Sometimes when we've got these tough attachment wounds, or this, you know, complex trauma, we may have a lot of relationships that um, reinforce these wounds, right? Because that, in this kind of uncomfortable way, that's become our comfort zone. That's what we're used to. That's what we maybe learned to tolerate in relationships. And so we might have a lot of relationships that reiterate these wounds that we have, that are repeating these wounds. And that can be really tough because it can feel kind of isolating to then be setting all of these boundaries and then feel like, wait, I don't actually have a lot of people that I can feel really close and comfortable with. And so it is this challenging process of seeking out these more supportive relationships. Um, And that can take a lot of practice. And that's why I think therapy is a really great place to start because then we can have this person who is going to be secure with us that we're processing this stuff with while we're also building up our outside relationships, right? So to have at least one safe person to talk to is going to be really helpful, really important so we don't feel totally alone, so we have someone to validate and hold space for the pain that we're dealing with as we're working on this healing. 
Um, but yeah, it is super important to then look at, okay, how am I building up relationships that do fit in line with my relationship goals and my relationship values, people that support me and encourage me and honor my boundaries, right? People that aren't just repeating these wounds without, um, being able to communicate about these things, right? And it doesn't have to mean that every person in our life has to be perfect and never make mistakes, but it means, oh, hey, if there is something that feels icky that happens in a relationship, we can make a repair, right? Like those repairs are how we look at like the health in a relationship. And it can be tough sometimes to find and build these relationships if you don't have many of them in your life right now. And I think the fact that we are currently in this pandemic, it makes it a lot more challenging um, to, you know, be out and about and be meeting people and all of this stuff. So, you know, I'll honor that it is a challenging process and it takes a lot of time and it's not easy and it is so important and so worthwhile. Um, I know when I look at like my process in this, right, like over time of like my different groups of friends and, and figuring out, okay, what, what am I really looking for in my support system and building that in? That took a long time. Um, it certainly did. And so it's normal for that to be challenging and for that to take time. Um, and, and find the supports where you can, as you're in that process. And again, that, that might start off by just being your therapist. Um, but then yes, build that in your outside life too, so that you can foster that, um, and not necessarily be dependent on the therapeutic relationship because it's healthy for you to have it for yourself, right? In, in your other outside relationships. And another piece is, um, with this, you're going to be practicing your secure relationship skills. And this, and I tell all of my clients this because I think attachment work can be some of the hardest work to do. Um, so you're unlearning these old messages, right? Like, for example, um, you might have messaging that says, okay, if I want love and approval from someone, I have to just kind of do what they want and dismiss my own needs to honor their needs because I want their approval, right? Unlearning that messaging can be really hard because we're going to start by setting some boundaries and we might not get reinforced for that, right? Like we might have, if there are people in our life that are used to us dismissing our own needs to honor their needs, they might get kind of upset if we change that, if we shift that. So here we are practicing this skill, setting our boundaries and trying to set a new precedent, like these new messages of like, hey, there's space for both of our needs and we can make compromise. And, you know, here's here's a boundary I have and that I want to be respected and I will also respect your boundaries. So we're doing this really skillful thing and we might kind of feel like we're being punished for it. Um, and that's why I think this work is really hard, right? So sometimes when we're practicing other therapy skills, like the skill itself might be tough, but then we see this more immediate reinforcement of it. So we might be practicing a skill to like regulate our emotion, right? If we're feeling really distressed, you know, we might practice some deep breathing or the tip skill or something. And, and we might notice, oh, okay, I've got, you know, maybe I don't feel fully like 
better or healed right away, but I can notice this progression, right? I can notice a little bit of this relief in an immediate context, right? Which works really well with learning and behavior. When we have a reinforcer that comes quickly after our behavior, it reinforces that behavior. Here, when we're working on unlearning old messages and bringing into place like new practices around like being secure in our attachment style, sometimes we get that initial reinforcement, right? If we've got these really secure relationships um, where people are going to reinforce and support us in that, how wonderful, that makes it a little bit easier where people can say like, oh, yay, I'm so glad that you let me know that this didn't work for you or whatever. Um, But that is not going to be a super common first response that we end up experiencing. And we might go through some times where it actually feels a lot worse, feels more uncomfortable. Um, And so I just want to like hold space for that right now before you even begin some of that or as you're in the early stages of it, is that it's normal for that to feel kind of messy. It's normal for that to feel tough. And it takes a lot of practice. And that's why I think it's helpful to have at least some more secure relationship in your, you know, wheelhouse where you can process those tough experiences and have someone support you and give you validation and these things that we need. Um, So lots and lots of practice. You will get there. You will get to a moment where you see your work paying off. Um, I think those are some of my favorite moments in therapy where I've been working with a client for a long time on this and they've been practicing and doing the hard work but maybe not feeling the benefits of it and then they start to feel it. Um, They start to see these things um, improve in their relationships. Maybe they start to feel a little more comfort in how they're holding their boundaries in, you know, previous relationships. Um, Maybe they even see a shift in those relationships, right? Maybe they see people honoring and respecting their boundaries a lot better and being more skillful towards them. And they can also see a difference in who they are selecting to be in their life, right? And Again, it takes a long time to get to that point most often, Um, but it's a really lovely moment when you can start to see like, oh yeah, these are the green flags that I'm looking for in relationships, and here's how it feels different. Um, And through practice, that that can start to feel really secure and really comfortable. Um, It might not feel comfortable at first, that's normal, but you will get there. And the final note that I want to talk about on healing our attachment wounds is really looking at connecting with yourself, right? So this relationship with the self, and this is huge. This is um, something that we really have to do, right? To be able to know what boundaries that we need to be able to respect our own wants and needs, or even know what our wants and needs are, we have to foster this relationship with ourself. Um, and this can be tough sometimes because sometimes if we have different attachment wounds, we might rely on relationships to give us comfort or validation or reassurance rather than being able to look inwards for that sometimes. Um, not that it's unhealthy 
who sometimes like need this external validation. We all need that. We are humans. We are social. That's just inherent for us. Um, but if we are depending on that for all different circumstances and we're never able to give ourselves this reassurance, this validation, this care and support, um, that might be a skill that we really need to build. And it's another one that might feel really uncomfortable. It might feel kind of painful at first. And so here is where practices around self-compassion, self-acceptance, self-validation are going to be really, really important. Practicing sitting with yourself, practicing sitting with emotions. And I think certainly this involves like practicing different coping skills for regulating our emotions too, right? So we can feel safe in our bodies and in our emotions and we can feel them with that feeling of safety. And so there might be a lot of different skills that you're practicing on building this comfortable and compassionate relationship with yourself. And no, this does not mean love yourself like unconditionally and that it feels super comfortable and wonderful. Sometimes it might feel like that and we get to celebrate those moments, but um, it, it is more about this place of self-acceptance and noticing when we're struggling with ourselves, practicing sitting with that, holding space for it. Um, it's not always going to feel comfortable and wonderful and like this little picture of self-care. Sometimes it might, but a lot of times it is kind of just this tough work of feeling our feelings and practicing these new messages that we want to bring in for ourselves, reinforcing that. Um, but building that relationship with the self is going to be really important in all of our attachment work. And it's going to support all of our relational work. So it works together really well. And, and this is, again, something I think that your therapist can really help you look at, you know, what practices might be helpful for you and they can practice them with you in session. And it's a very individualized thing. There's not a one size fits all because we all start at different places. We all have different internal messaging that might get us stuck. Um, so it's not really something I can just prescribe on a podcast episode and you practice and you feel it. Um, it's not to say that there aren't a lot of things that you can do on your own, right? I think there's a lot of lovely guided meditations out there you can find or like self-compassion practices you can do on your own and things like that. So I'm not saying you necessarily have to have someone else guide you, but if you are feeling stuck in any of these things, you're trying to do them on your own. I think having a, a trusty therapist by your side is helpful. Um, I can speak from experience, right? I had years where I was, you know, trying to like do this all on my own. And I was like a undergrad psychology student feeling like, oh yeah, like I'm going to be a therapist someday. I can just apply the practices to myself. Um, and it wasn't until I actually worked with a therapist that I actually started making some real progress in my boundaries and in um, the relationship with myself and all of that. So speaking from experience, having someone support you in that and process that with you makes a really big difference um, if you're struggling with it. Right, you can start wherever feels comfortable and build up. Right, this is a long term practice and process, and you don't have to do it all right away. In fact, 
just to kind of have that note in your mind, it's like this is not going to be something you can do in like a month or in a few months and feel like fully healed from. It is a lifetime of work. Um, You'll notice really significant progress in it. And there's going to be points where it feels really lovely and really wonderful. Um, But it's a a long-term process. It takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of work. And that's where we get to be really compassionate for ourselves and practice a lot of self-acceptance in that. So lots of opportunities for skills practice in a way. That's my little reframe. Um, Both and here, right? It's both hard and beautiful. So those are some of the foundational things that I think can be really helpful to start with. Um, So to just be some little points for you to start exploring from. If you notice, yeah, I think I do have some attachment trauma or some attachment wounds that I want to heal. These might be some nice areas to start looking into. And if you have questions on different things, like let me know, shoot me an email or message me on my Instagram because I love making content around this stuff. So I'd be happy to give more information on areas that people have questions on. So if you've got questions, shoot them my way. And yeah, I will look forward to checking in with you all next time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If I referenced any links in this episode, you can find them below in the show notes. If you like the Ground and Grow podcast, I would greatly appreciate a rate and review from wherever you're listening so that others can find us too. If you'd like to be the first to know when new episodes are coming out, you can subscribe as well as follow me on Instagram at Kayla Estenson Wellness for all updates. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.